The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Talkin' Buds Leave Show post game edition. I've been pretty transparent with you and the people at home about post-game shows are not my favorite. I I don't love doing post-game shows. I'll tell you, man, I can get behind a 2 p.m. start and then a post-game show after that. I could get behind earlier starts in general. What what is it about the post-game show? Is it just the time? Yeah, I think, you know, I just never feel as though I'm at my best when like it's like a 7 seven thirty start and we're getting on here at like 10 o'clock at night I just don't think I've had time to like collect myself when you watch the game I'm like super immersed in the game and what I'm watching and it's just like I'm always better when we do like the weekend shows where I've had a night to sort of sleep on it and get up in the morning and really think about what I want to say I just feel like I do a better job yeah it kind of fries your brain and, there, and there's things you miss. So, like, just looking at all the stuff that comes out on Twitter or looking at the stats over again, you formulate better opinions. You do formulate better opinions. You're going toque today, too. I'm going toque. It's the Christmas season. We got the storm of the century. We got the storm of the century on the way. Yeah. We got we, we just watched the next-gen game. You are wait, having... Wait, here, 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 here. Yeah, okay, let, let, me right. just, let me just say this. I had no idea that today's game was the next-gen game. Why? I had no idea. Why? Because they, they didn't mention it on the broadcast. Oh, that's right. Yes. They I had didn't, no they, idea. They, they didn't talk enough about how many mem- like great memories. I didn't know there were any kids in there. You were having, uh, you were taking umbrage with the black uniforms, though. Yeah. What? I mean, you look at them, like they post them on Instagram, and, and you look at the picture of them, and you're like, these are nice jerseys. It's kind of interesting take, a, a black leaf jersey. Black and blue, good, but that that wide angle shot, the the white outline with the black colored number inside of it, it th- don't love it, don't love it. They they need they need to make that that number blue or white. It's it's hard to like tell who it is. Like obviously yeah. there's certain guys who you know who it is just the second you look at them. Like but the like, amount of times I I was like, is that Jordy Ben? Yeah, he, he was the number one guy. I was just like, I, is that Jordy? I, I don't even know. The one thing I do like about them is how how massive the maple leaf. Yeah, is. I think the it's, it's just the, they got to change the number. They got they got to make the out the not just the outline white, but the whole number white or the number blue. I made a couple notes of things that you mentioned while we were watching the game together, and the first thing I want to say that I that I want to bring up actually that I want you to elaborate on is you said changing the lines has been a revelation. Can you elaborate on that, please? I think that I, I'm trying to think of what I what, what I'm trying to pinpoint. You're talking I, about putting Nylander I think with just, Matthews. When you used to put Matthews with Nylander, it it was almost like Nylander kind of held Matthews back a bit, and that's why there was always that need for him to play with Marner. But that's not the case anymore. Like you, you could put anybody with William Nylander right now, and they're they're going to get instantly better. And, and the pace he plays at, the, the, the like how hard he attacks now in the ozone, just 
before I used to get nervous with those two guys together because I always thought Matthews kind of slacked a little bit, but that's not the case anymore. They, they have been unbelievable in the past two games and at that line, those two together with bunting, they, they're disgusting. And now it's just, I don't even think about Marner and Matthews anymore. Well, we've long been proponents of that. Marner is better for Tavares. I mean, I just like, I think it changes. Like at some point it might go back to the way it was because something happens. But I just think as we've said all season, the play of William Nylander has just changed everything. It's changed Christmas. The- it's cr- well, it's not yet Christmas, but it's the Christmas break. And he's got 20 goals. This guy yeah. could very, very well be, have a 40 goal season. It's not even about this. Like the stats are unbelievable, but it's, it's just the eye test is the guy's just passing the eye test with flying colors. I don't need to look at analytics or the statistics to know he's having the best season of his career so far. Cause I, you can just see it. You can just watch it. Everything about his game is a hundred times better. And it's just that to me, he's not a, like a weak, not that he was a weak link. He was always a skilled guy, but this guy can drive a line now. Like he's, he's that damn good. You, you watch them and it's like the Philadelphia Flyers are a bad hockey team. Like, let, let's call a spade a spade, but they, they do, they did what they're supposed to do against a bad hockey team. The Flyers made a nice push at the end, but it's, there's no disputing who the better hockey team is when you're watching that. Yeah. Beat up on crappy teams equals success. Where would you rank the 4-1 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning in terms of, like, best wins this core group has ever had? I'd put it at or near the top, personally. I think there's a little bit of recency bias there, but it, it was nice for them to, even though the third period just had me extremely nervous and having serious flashbacks of them just not being able to to step on the throat and get that extra goal to feel comfortable. But to me, it's just look at the shot total. Like that just how many times have the Leafs been outshot by a by a bunch, but they somehow eke out a game. It's well, nice to, to, to see your them. earlier point, the Matthews Nylander line had more oh. shots than the entire Tampa Bay Lightning team. And that that was another positive of that game. Just that line decided they were going to go out and be the best line on the ice for both teams. And that's, that was just a huge difference. I, I it's, it's up there. I mean, every year change, like last year, I'm sure they had a big win at some point. It, it changes every year, but so far this season, especially with the, the foreshadowing of what's going to happen in April when these two teams play again, massive win. Another thing you brought up, which I thought was really interesting. Mike bunting big game against the Tampa Bay lightning gets into it with a linesman and then scores another goal today against the flyers. And sort of the point you were making was you don't think like what's going to happen with them in the off season. I'm going against what I've been saying the past couple of weeks here where I don't want to talk contracts, but I can't help it. But just wonder about his situation because of Zach Hyman and Ilya Mikheyev and, and, guys like that who've had to move on for b- bigger contracts. I just think he kind of fits into a, a different um, like situation. Those two other guys, because he, he's just his whole career right now is just being able to keep up with top players on this hockey team. And it's just like, obviously he's not going to get paid what he's getting paid right now. He's going to need a raise, but is he going to price himself out of a 
the best situation he could possibly be in in his career. So you're basically saying like if he it, when Kenny Holland lines up and gives him nine million, um, you don't think that he's like if you're him, you're signing like it's interesting, right? Because if you're him, you're probably signing a contract. Some team like if some team knocks on Mike Bunting's door and says, here's three million dollars. Okay. He's probably signing that knowing like I'm going to a team where I'm not going to get the opportunity that I'm getting in Toronto. So if you're him, are you like, well, I'm taking the money and I'm taking the $3 million because it's like, this is my one chance to sign like a big contract in my career. Or are you like, maybe I'll sign here for 1.5 and have a chance to stay with an Austin Matthews. It's interesting, right? Like if you're Mike Bunning, I'm taking Austin Matthews out for dinner. And I'm going, what are you doing? Because if you're going to sign here, if you're going to, it's like uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Like, if you're going to sign here long-term, I'll take less to stay here and be your winger. But if you're going to go play for the LA Kings, I'll sign for, I'll, I'll let Kenny Holland pay me whatever stupid amount of money he wants to pay me. I mean, I think uh, I think other general managers see at this point that if you're going to sign Mike Bunning, his reputation now is number one, he's he's a pest. He's always in the play, which is very attractive. Number two is he he's shown he can play with elite players. But I mean, say he goes to another team and he plays with those teams' best players, I mean, maybe it's just not the same chemistry. I just feel like he's like he's a Scarborough guy. I know that sometimes we put too much weight into that, but I just I don't see him doing the Hyman thing. I think Hyman was a little bit different, a different player, different style of player. I just, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I, I just don't think he'll find a better situation than what he's in right now. And and it's not going to be, it's going to come to a point where he's going to have to sign for less to stay here than, than he would get from another hockey team and maybe go to a, a worse situation for him. I don't know. We'll see what his priority is, but I, I, I have a feeling he might be different. I hope so. Cause I love the guy. So you're hoping that because he's a Scarborough guy, I don't want to. I don't want to be that. I don't you don't want to be, be the hometown, hometown guy. I know. Guy. I know. I don't. It's not hometown discount. It's just the, his situation is just so like special. Like it just. I feel like if he if he went anywhere else in the NHL before coming here, like it it just wouldn't have worked out the way it's worked out. Like if you leave this team, like I just feel like your career is never going to be the same. Well, you also made a um an interesting point that like if you go somewhere and and you put him as like a third liner. Oh, he's irrelevant. Yeah, he's not. He yeah. he won't have the same impact. If he if he he's shown for for two years that no matter what, he's going to stay with those guys. He might get bumped down for a game, but he he's proved that he could stay up there. But say he goes to another team and he doesn't have the chemistry he has with Austin Matthews, and and, and he gets bumped down to a smaller role because he's not contributing offensively. It, to me, Mike, but like Zach Hyman on a third line, like that guy works hard enough and does enough where I think he could like drive a third line on his own with just his forechecking and skating ability. But you, you put Mike Bunning down on a third line with a, with a couple other guys who, who aren't that skilled or are more defensive minded. I think he's just going to get lost in the mix. So basically what you're saying is it's either potentially take less than you're offered from other teams to stay and play with elite yeah, hockey players here or take the money and run. Yeah. Basically. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you can only make as much money as you can in your career, but it's it's pretty fun playing with Austin Matthews and William Nylander right now where for the past two games, you've looked like the best line they've had all year. Um, 
talk to me. You, you kind of touched on him a little bit last episode when you referred to him as the baby goat, but talk to me about your favorite Toronto Maple Leaf. You're just peppering me with questions. Today. I am. I am. I, I decided that today I'm going to interview you. That's how this episode is going to go. Yeah, and then I listened back to me, myself, and I'm like, you got to shut up, man. No, it's fine, man. You care. You fi- I you firemen's carried me through the last episode. Yeah. Had a few too many drinks the night before. You were hung over. And you just you just picked me up and put me on your shoulder and went on like a 9-minute rant about the five forward power play, and it, you just carried me through it. Which was a, uh, I got mixed reaction on that. I find. Oh yeah, I'm. But you know what though? Like those people. Yeah. Hey, people on TikTok, relax. <laughs> like God. Oh, it's, it's it's almost like they're missing uh, Morgan Riley. It, it's almost like they're. Mi- it's like yes, that's what we're saying, dummies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, talk to me about David Camp. You love David Camp. David Camp came in as a defensive forward, and he's been on brand. He's so good at it. Yeah, he's on brand for that. Like he, he's the defensive third line center you want. But I, I just, I think I'm noticing him like better in the ozone. Like that's where I, I, I just feel like talk about. We've been talking about confidence a lot this season. I, that's another guy, perfect example of confidence. Just every single game, it's like he's getting more confident with the puck. He was always confident without the puck, but it just seems like with the puck and forechecking, he's just taking his game to a whole nother level. He's another guy too. That's, a, that's another guy you're going to have to, he, he fits right into that Mike Bunning conversation. Well, of that's expiring third contracts line, man. And, like that, that third line, like I, you and I have had a lot of fun at Alex Kerfoot's expense, but that third line has, that's a nice third line that the, those three have come together and they've, they've gelled and they've got yeah. chemistry. Now, as as you you and I like to point out, no one on that line can finish. Yeah, there's no, there's it's no. Who can, it's fine. It's touch. fine. No, listen. If if all you're gonna do is we're gonna stick you out against the other team's top line and you're gonna score the occasional goal, I'm okay with that. And, you, and like what they're doing right now is just they have the puck in the offensive zone. Like that. That's all you can really ask. Just have possession. That's that's good enough for me. Yeah. You're gonna have to chip in eventually, especially when the playoffs come around. But. Like in Tampa, like they they had the puck in the other team's end the whole night. You know, nothing was that dangerous, but it just, they had the puck. That's all you can ask. Watching John Cooper after that Tampa game is like, he's. I missed it. What did he do? What did he uh, say? He Any just, juicy he just, nuggets? He, nah, he just goes, don't come to Toronto three days before the game. Like he just. I have respect for John Cooper as, as a, as a guy and as a coach. But John Cooper gives me Babcock vibes. Like he, which is kind of ironic because he was going to be the one who was going to coach the Olympic team before they shut it down last year. He gives me some Babcock, but John Cooper, there's no one who John Cooper loves more than John Cooper. He's, he's his own biggest fan. He reminds me so much of Babcock. I think his PR is a little bit better than, than Babcock. Oh no, no. His, yeah. His self-awareness is better. But at the same time, you, He's he's in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Throw him throw him as the head coach of this team and and see what happens to his ego. I was listening to Overdrive earlier this week and they posed a question that I'm like I'm stealing that and we're gonna have this exact conversation on the Talking Buds Leaf show. Would you rather play the Boston Bruins in the first round or the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round? Oh. 
I've got my answer. You want me to go first? Yeah, I do. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Lightning all day, and I'll tell you why. I've spoke a few times on this show about how this team, even though I, they've looked really good this season, and I do feel like as, as sort of a core, they've turned a corner. I still think that once they get into the playoffs, their psyche is, is fragile. And I think going in against the Lightning, who they are, they've played well against them two times already so far this season. And I think that'll be enough to sort of pump them up and get them pumped up and ready to play. I think them going in as like an underdog is, is exactly what this team needs. And I think they, they could get up for that. They could be like, we are, we had this team. It's like McKee said last week, there was paper thin. We had this team on the ropes last year. We can do this. Whereas I want, I'm talking about this team's fragile psyche. Okay. I want no part of TD garden. Yeah. Yeah. I like think, I think that's, up, that's the nail on the head. I, as you were talking, that's that's the number one you thing go going up through my head. Three nothing, and then they make it three two. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And they do I that agree. shot where they pan down the bench, and every guy on the bench just looks absolutely terrified. And you've got the rabid Boston fans yeah. just giving it to them. And whereas, like in Tampa, it's like who cares? These people live in Florida. They don't they don't give that much what, of a what, shit. Let's be honest. I, I think the better question is which one would it be sweeter. Like which well, one? The Bruins if, would definitely be sweeter, yeah. but I I don't yeah. care. I I'll take I'll take Tampa. Actually, I don't know. No. Tampa's creeping yeah. up there, man. Like they, they, I mean, when they play each other, there's definitely some some energy going on. But I I think I agree with you. I think TD Garden Arena is the is the deciding factor in this argument. I'm not even in the arena. I'm at home watching. Yeah, you can and feel. I'm it. intimidated by TD Garden. Yeah, and like I said, they're just they're so fragile. This team is so fragile. That I just I can't I don't want to send them into TD Garden. I don't want to do it. No, me I think either. I think I'd rather send them into Amelie Arena where they played well, where they had them. They had them in Game Six last year, where I just I think that, and I just think that as a team they could get up for that. You know? Yeah, I agree. I, I'm with you. I I I think that's gonna happen. To be honest with you, I I don't really see a scenario where the Bruins don't lose. No. No, they haven't lost in regulation at TD Garden Arena all season. So there you go. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like how many playoff, like, awful memories do you have of Ugh. them playing well and then the Bruins scoring and then them, they're playing that song in the arena and all the Boston fans are just going, like, the rabid Boston sports fans are just going nuts. Yeah, it eats you up. It just yeah, yeah, it eats you up. I know. At the beginning know. of COVID, you and I did the did the watch along of the third period in 2013. I know that's a completely different team, but it's like, yeah, that building that building yeah. is intimidating, man. Yeah, but what, what, I mean, what sucks is like they've they've also had their opportunities at home too, like against other teams in the playoffs, and it's just like no matter where they play, like that's the worst place. But it's just no matter where they play, they always find a way to blow it. Rasmus Sandin goes on IR. Um, I wonder, like, they're being pretty vague about the details. Like, the other day they said it was a neck injury. Um, I wonder if this is just because they're going on the Christmas break. Maybe this gives them some cap flexibility. I don't know. Um, but you know what's so funny is I'm not really, like, you hear about another defenseman getting hurt today, and, like, you don't really freak out. No, I, th I, mean, I think I think Riley's on the ice now. Like, I think he's got skates on. He's He's 
probably on the ice right now. So he's got to be coming back pretty soon. Yeah. So I'm not too worried. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about like unless Austin Matthews gets seriously injured or or Nylander. Or, like I'm not. I'm not too worried about anybody else to be honest. Like they'll fight through it. They'll get through it. They they've proved it all. It's one thing they've proved this year is they can they can fight through some losses in the lineup. So I mean, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. Last thing we're gonna do gonna be a bit of a short one today. Actually, no. I I take that back. The only thing I'm worried about is the player. And I'm worried that maybe Rasmus Sandin was on such a roll that I don't want him to get derailed in his progress. He, he's also shown to be a bit injury. Yeah. That's that. I mean, young career thinking about what I just said, that's kind of what came to my head after was I don't want him to get derailed by injuries. It's the worst when guys start gaining some traction in the lineup and start get that confidence we speak about. And now it's he's on, he's injured and has to kind of fight his way back. Last question. Like I said, you're going to do, Going to be a bit shorter today. Um, we're at the Christmas break. This has been a pretty damn good three, two and a half, three-ish months of the season for this. This is like, this is as good as you could have hoped for. Yeah. Yeah, could, can't hope for any better. Yeah, and the, like, the, the main takeaway, I feel like a broken record. We've talked about this a lot. But the main takeaway for me is how great the goaltending has been, the commitment to team defense, and William Nylander being incredible from the set. Like, obviously, not to take away from Marner's point streak or Matthews or anything like that, but William Nylander being fantastic from the word go this year. Yeah. I mean, just look at their record. Like, they're having a... No matter how they got there, they're here with this record, and they're right back in the mix. Right where they should be, and uh, the goaltending... Yeah, you're right. You've, you've hit it all. You've hit it all. There's nothing else. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. It's... We're going to go enjoy our holiday season. If you yeah. celebrate, happy holidays to you. Um, I think the Leafs are happy to be on uh, holidays. There was that first, you and I were joking watching the first period today that. <laughs> yeah, those first couple some of them, Yeah, some of them were just like, they're ready. Like Austin Matthews has got an 830 bird to Scottsdale he's got to get on. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> like, he's. He's out of here. He's, I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame any of those guys for feeling that way. He's literally like he's getting out of the shower. He's throwing his clothes on. Yeah. He's getting in a car. He's going to Pearson, and he's got a private bird to Scottsdale. I don't for care the how much money you make. If you put yourself in one of those guys' shoes oh, today, yeah. I'd be feeling the exact same way. Just let this game be over so I can enjoy the next couple of days. Once again, everybody, um, have a great holiday season we really appreciate you checking us out and watching the video and if, if you haven't subscribed please do so if you have subscribed thank you so much we're going to be back after christmas yeah yeah what do they need to do ryan spread the word to everybody in the, not just the friends you can give someone a free christmas present by just writing down our youtube url on a piece of paper and putting it in their stock yeah you don't it doesn't cost you anything Spread the word, not to your friends, but to your family. To as your well. family, yeah. You know what? When you're opening presents in the morning, why don't you just throw on an episode of Talking Buds Leaf Show in the background? Show <laughs> your cousins and your parents who haven't yet heard of us or watched us. Yeah, and hopefully they're not one of the people coming after us on TikTok. Oh my god! Oh, dummies! <laughs> Enjoy the holidays, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. 
Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.